0: You uh, wrote a book called A Christian Introduction uh, to Love or Wisdom, a faithful gift to philosophy. Uh, what is about that?
1: Well, it's uh, a, a, an introduction to philosophy, which uh, is uh, a word that comes from an ancient Greek word, "philo-sophia," the love of wisdom. Uh, Hence the the subtitle. And it's a a Christian introduction, an introduction to that from a specifically uh, Christian uh, viewpoint. Um, Many textbooks that you would get introducing this topic will be written by by atheists, uh, of course. Um, This one is written by a Christian, and um, I'm not trying to hide that fact. Uh, I'm letting you know uh, that fact. I think uh, everyone who writes such a book should be clear about where they're coming from. Uh, and in, uh, but it's not about uh, indoctrinating re- uh, readers. It's about inviting readers to think for themselves about these uh, big, important issues that philosophy covers, like the existence of God and what is a human being, and so on. And give the, give the reader the tools so that they can start becoming philosophers themselves.
0: The <laughs> chair influențează în uh, așa fel uh, ideile filozofice omenirea și mersul istoriei. Uh, why do you think that uh, the philosophy uh, is so influencing uh, the humanity and the, uh, uh, the road
1: of history? Yeah. Well, philosophy deals with the big ideas, the big questions and how we we answer them. Uh, And that is, if you think about it, part of our spirituality as human beings. I think every human being really has a a spirituality, a way of living in the world, uh, which aims to bring together how we we, um, think about reality, uh, uh, the commitments that we make uh, to... Uh, things that we believe or or, uh, against things uh, and so on and and what we do on that basis it is if you like the combination of our head and our heart and our hands uh, is our spirituality and a big part of of that therefore is is what we think is true, what we think is false, what we think is good and bad, what we think is beautiful and what we think is ugly Uh, and those are matters that are dealt with in this very foundational uh, intellectual subject of philosophy, which which underlies all of the other uh, subject areas that are studied in a university.
0: Un uh, punct de vedere foarte important în lumea în care trăim este deconstrucțivismul de care te ocupi și tu, adică înlocuirea uh, principiilor pe care lumea le consider valabile de mii de ani, înlocuirea lor, ștergerea lor, mai întâi și înlocuirea cu altceva. Uh de ce crezi că există această luptă pentru deconstructivism și pentru uh, construirea unei lumi noi? Uh, uh, very important idea is uh, deconstructivism uh, uh to uh, the old ideas uh, to be erased from the mind of the people and to put there another ideas. Why is so uh, struggle? Why this fight?
1: To uh, change the mind of the people? Well, in a sense, everyone from from differing spiritualities wants to change the minds of other people. Uh, The the real question is uh, how we should go about doing that. Um, uh, From a, a Christian viewpoint, we've had this intellectual tradition of, of course, a worldview that believes that people were given free will by God. Uh, that you can't uh, really change people's minds uh, through, um, through force, um, but that we should try and change people's minds through um, genuinely intellectually persuasive means. But nowadays we live in a culture where this comes back to one of the things about technology (laughs) that i was saying particularly through technology uh, as it's been married to the sort of capitalist market system and so on uh, we have the the whole rise of of advertising uh, the way in which uh, our political uh, discourse uh, holds hands with this as well Uh, and so advertising is often uh, not really interested in giving you a genuinely persuasive reason for buying something or supporting something. It's only interested in using a means that works to get you to buy it or support it, uh, whether or not that is uh, in and of itself intrinsically uh, persuasive. Um, so, you know, a typical uh, crass example from, from advertising, uh, you know, instead of um, showing you a car. Uh, and uh, trying to communicate to the audience what's what's really good about this car you know it's it's uh fuel efficient or it's good for the environment because it's you know an an electric hybrid or whatever uh we'll just drape a lady in a bikini over the bonnet because that will attract a certain market of of audience to pay attention to that car and that will stick in their minds and then they're more likely to buy it but of course that's not (laughs) telling you anything about the car uh so that kind of 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 uh, advertising trick, uh, uh, as it were, it, it works, but it's not good persuasion. Uh, and unfortunately, in our society, we are, are much more um, genuinely uh, genuinely interested in what what works uh, than it, what is genuinely uh, persuasive in and of itself.
0: Cum vezi What is the ultimate goal? Power, money, control. How do you see the goals uh, behind all of this? Power, money, control.
1: Absolutely. I mean, advertising is uh, aimed at getting people to spend money (laughs) uh, in in the right places. Uh, Advertising is then used to get people to, to vote, people into positions of. Of 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 power and so on. Now, of course, some of those people are wanting to use that power uh, for good means. I, I'm not trying to paint all politicians or all advertisers or manufacturers or whatever with with uh, with a, a, a brush of you know they're all evil and so on. But there is this this tendency in our culture uh, to aim at uh, things that work. Uh, to get people to spend money or support certain causes without uh, paying attention to what is is objectively genuinely uh, true and good uh, and beautiful, although of, of course, of course, there are people who are really concerned about those things. Um, it's just getting I think harder and harder in this age of of Twitter and Facebook and fake news and all of this uh, to to cut through that fog of information overload, of not knowing what sources of information we can genuinely trust, and, and so on, uh, to actually have uh, these, these sensible, level-headed discussions about things.
0: Toți oamenii mari care au condus uh, lumea, buni sau răi, au fost influențați de filozofi sau de oameni cu idei din natura mm. lor. Uh, cum putem să stabilim cine este sau ce este bun sau rău? Într-o lume în care tendința este să fie uh, nivelate toate diferențele între alb și negru, între bine și rău. Uh, all uh, great people who uh, uh, lead the world was influenced by philosophers, by the men with ideas. And uh, it does not matter if they were good or bad. But the question is how we, st- we establish mm-hmm. which are good and which are bad yeah. In a word that uh, the ten the, the uh, um, uh, tendency is uh, to
1: there uh, mm-hmm. be uh, white or black yeah. Um, yeah well I would say this wouldn't I but as a philosopher uh, uh, I think it's particularly important that that we we uh, equip people with the the basic tools of thinking critically about things so that people can construct their their own filters to this barrage of information and persuasion that comes at us through the media uh, so that we equip people to be able to take a step back and to think hang on a minute is that a good reason for doing this or not is that really persuasive or is that just a, you know an emotional trick that's being played on me uh, so i think uh, uh, how we construct education in society is particularly important and this is something I think that the church particularly should be at the forefront of uh, as the church engages in providing education and providing uh, space within the public square for uh, reason debate about the big issues um, that the church should be uh, hosting debates, putting on. Uh, lectures equipping people with the tools to think about the big ideas Um, and this ties in uh, as well uh, to the 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 evangelistic purpose of the church to spread the gospel as well Um, uh, i used to work for an educational charity in the uk and my boss always used to say if you want to get uh, people to think about the gospel get people to think about jesus first of all you have to get people to think
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: so just helping people to think about these big questions, their own <laughs> worldview, <laughs> C- is, d- is really helpful.
0: C- <laughs> C- <laughs> C- <laughs> which is the opposite. If you are not thinking like uh, God wants to think, does mean that means you are not think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it just means you're you're thinking not as well as you could do, shall we say. Este scriscuteva
0: carte foarte interesanta. Aș vrea să te întreb despre una dintre ele, C.S. Lewis versus the New Atheist. You wrote a few books, very interesting, and uh, I want to ask you now about the the book uh, called mm. C.S. Lewis versus the New Atheist. Adică uh, CS Lewis uh, versus Noi atei, la ce se referă? Despre ce este vorba? Pentru ascultătorii noștri, CS Lewis este englez, uh, este din Anglia. A fost uh, cel mai mare apologet al secolului 20. Okay. Uh, so you wrote uh, 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 more books, but I want to ask you uh, now about about this one, CS Lewis versus mm. the New Atheist. What about it? Uh, and for our listeners, C.S. Lewis was the was uh, English and was uh, the main uh, apologist of the 20th century.
1: Yeah. So C.S. Lewis came from uh, Northern Ireland, uh, and then uh, he was in the First World War to put him historically as a young man, uh, invalided out of the army, um, and uh, he returned to um, Oxford University, uh, where he'd started just before joining up for the for the war effort. Uh, and um, he studied um, philosophy and other subjects and ended up as a a teacher of English uh, at uh, English Literature at Oxford University but became uh, famous particularly during the, the Second World War period uh, for writing uh, Christian apologetics and appearing on on the radio doing talks about understanding Christianity and um, set up a debating society at Oxford University called the Socratic Club that invited non-Christian thinkers to come and debate with Christians and so on. And he's been a very influential uh, apologist from the, the 20th century. Um, often called perhaps the, the most influential uh, apologist in the English language, uh, anyway. Um, now he, when he was at, at university as a, as a professor from the sort of, uh, in the, the 30s and the 40s and so on, his colleagues at university who were atheists, later on in history, they had students who are today's so-called New Atheists. So many of today's New Atheists, Richard Dawkins, Daniel Dennett, uh, that bunch of uh, atheistic writers, many of them did their doctoral kind of level work at Oxford University, supervised by people who would have been colleagues of Lewis uh, back in his day. So they're just one intellectual generation removed. And despite the, the, the new bit of the new atheist label, they're actually uh, parroting and repeating very old intellectual ideas uh, which are the intellectual ideas that Lewis himself rejected uh, when he moved from atheism because he used to be an atheist and whilst he was up, uh, studying in Oxford and so on, he he gradually moved away from atheism to embrace theism and then Christianity. So, Lewis has actually engaged with and rejected a lot of the, I- the ideas that are very influential uh, with the the New Atheists in which they are preaching today, as it were. So it was really interesting to write a book, uh, putting Lewis and today's New Atheists into an intellectual conversation with one another, and to see uh, Lewis took philosophy seriously, took metaphysics seriously and engaged with those issues, and today's new atheists, although they're very influenced by that sort of philosophy from the 1920s Vienna Circle, the so-called logical positivism, the idea that you know we can only know things through empirical scientific means and so on, um, today's new atheists really don't take philosophy seriously. They tend to say, you know, uh, philosophy is old hat and now, and science is the way we we know everything. So. That is a philosophical position rather than a scientific one, but because they're so obsessed with with what science can do, they ignore the philosophy, Uh, and so their philosophical thinking is very, very shallow. (laughs) Uh, And uh, uh, Lewis uh, very clearly uh, in his, because he was a good thinker, but also a a great writer, uh, as you'd expect from someone uh, teaching English Lit at uh, Oxford, a very clear writer. And uh, so, very clearly, expresses and explains for, for a general lay audience uh, why those ideas that are still influencing culture today through the new atheists are, are really uh, shallow and wrong. Which
0: is the reason that the people decide to be atheists?
1: Oh gosh! I am sure it's a whole host that's more of a sociological question than a than a than a philosophical one. I can tell you the the philosophical reasons that people discuss as to why one should or not should not be an atheist, but of course people's motivations for adopting any worldview. Uh, are much broader than intellectual motivations they of course include intellectual motivations and reasons uh but as uh, pascal a french uh, philosopher said you know the heart has reasons that the uh, the the mind doesn't doesn't know about uh, uh and we all have our personal histories different backgrounds uh, and so on uh and um it can be very tempting uh, it, it, to uh, criticise people's motivations rather than their reasons. It's even got a, a, a philosophical label uh, in philosophy that we try and uh, avoid arguing against the, the against the person rather than against their arguments. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave the um, the sociological psychological reasons to the sociologists and the psychologists. And as a philosopher, I try and focus on just the question of you know okay they they've given this argument for why they're an atheist say is that a good argument or not and how can i show where that argument uh, breaks down uh, and what what are the, what people do with that information uh, well that's up to them and, and uh, their intellect and their conscience and so on
0: biblia a influențat uh, cea mai mare parte omeniri. Din uh, Biblia este compusă din două testamente, Vechiul Testament și Noul Testament. Cele mai multe scrieri din Noul Testament uh, sunt semnate de apostolul Pavel. Uh, cum uh, îl vezi pe apostolul Pavel din punct de vedere filozofic? Care sunt ideile pe care apostolul Pavel le transmite de la Isus Hristos uh, în scrierile sale? The Bible was influence uh, was the book that influenced uh, the all the world. Uh, and uh, a very big part from the New Testament are uh, letters from Paul. Mm. Uh, how do you see uh, the Paul, uh, Apostle Paul, mm. as a philosopher? Which uh, his ideas mm. from Jesus Christ, mm. uh, from the Holy Spirit, uh, that ideas?
1: Yeah, I mean the, the the issue of philosophy and the and the New Testament and the New Testament figures is very interesting to me, um, and indeed. Uh, one way of looking at, at Jesus himself is to look at uh, the aspect of Jesus as a, as a philosopher. In the, in the ancient world, uh, particularly from the ancient Greek tradition, philosophy mainly focused upon issues of, of what is the good life? How are we to live? Um, what, uh, questions about virtue uh, and morality uh, and ethics and so on. And, and in that sense, you could look at Jesus and say that he is a major moral Philosopher from from the ancient world. He is so much more than that, of course, but he's not he's not less than that. Um, and Paul likewise was clearly, although he, he was a Jew, but he was very educated uh, in the the thinking of the Greco-Roman world as well, and we see that very clearly, particularly in um, Luke's descriptions of Paul's ministry in the book of Book of Acts. Um, and uh, most notable uh, instance of that perhaps is Paul's interaction with uh, Greek philosophers in the city of Athens, uh, which you can read about in Acts chapter 17. And, and he goes to Athens and he interacts with the Stoical philosophers and the Epicurean philosophers and also with the sort of popular polytheistic religion of the Greek state uh, and so on. And uh, as a travelling uh, speaker around, around Europe, a few years ago I was doing some events in, in Athens, in Greece, and I got the afternoon off to go and, and visit the Acropolis and to to look at this the heart of the Greek polytheistic religion, this huge Temple's Mount, sort of the polytheistic equivalent of the, the Temple Mount from Jerusalem, and to, to, to stand uh, where Paul would have been looking in the shadow of these huge monumental buildings that the whole prestige and so on of the state is tied up with uh, and I really realised what sort of um, chutzpah the man had to stand there and engage with the top intellectuals of his society and say um, you've got it you've got it wrong you, you, you've got some things right I notice you know you're very religious you're very concerned to to be in right standing with with God or the gods uh, you even admit there are things you don't know in the religious realm. He, he found this uh, this altar to an unknown god, and uses that as his sort of starting point for his speech. But he then goes on to 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 critique their ideas, to play off their philosophical ideas in these different philosophical camps against each other, and then to introduce Jesus Christ uh, and the gospel. And uh, this is not just man's ideas about God, but God revealing himself to man uh, as well which is a, a key difference between uh, ancient philosophical ideas about, about religion and Christianity.
0: Now ajuns la finalul uh, episodului nostru de astăzi și aș mai mai aveam notate multe întrebări pe care aș vrea să le mai discutăm, uh, aș să le discutăm în uh, într o ediție viitoare a emisiunii uh, mulțumesc frumos, Peter! Stimați ascultători, a fost împreună cu noi Peter S. Williams din uh, Anglia uh, este, Peter este un uh, uh, filozof creștin, apologet, autor și compozitor Am discutat în uh, special despre ultima carte A Faithful Guide to Philosophy o, Un uh, ghid al credinței către filozofie A Christian Introduction to the Love of Wisdom O introducere creștină înspre iubirea în înțelepciunii uh, ca sa traduc asa foarte scurt, uh, dar data viitoare a scris de asemenea mai multe carți este specializat pe CS Lewis ii place CS Lewis uh, data viitoare vom continua mai avem inca alte cateva intrebari scuzi Data viitoare vom continua, mai avem alte câteva, dar data viitoare vom continua, mai avem alte câteva întrebări. Deocamdată mulțumim pentru atenție. Dumnezeu să vă binecuvânteze. So our dear oh listeners, uh, we, uh, we are at the final of our program, but I have a lot of questions for our for, mm-hmm. for my guest. Well, <laughs> um, perhaps I could
1: um, uh, just uh, give a, a, a small advert for my website uh, that your listeners okay. could 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 go to, where they can find information about my my books and, and links to to things. OK, so if your listeners would like to visit my website at uh, www.peterswilliams.com, peterswilliams.com, they'll find uh, lots of free materials, uh, links to my podcast, my YouTube channel, uh, some of my compositions in electronic form, uh, free papers and so on. So they can find out more information and continue uh, thinking about philosophy and Christianity through through that website.
0: Okay, so, our dear listeners, uh, we are at the final, and uh, I have a lot of questions, <laughs> more questions, but maybe uh, um, maybe we can do another uh, part, mm-hmm. another episode? Okay. Sure. Okay, so, uh, now uh, for now, uh, we'll uh, stop here, but uh, in next part of our program, we will continue. Okay, just a minute. Very good, very good. invitatul nostru este Peter S Williams în emisiunea La ordinea zilei, discutăm despre filozofie. L-am mai avut invitat într-o altă, într-o altă ediție a emisiunii La ordinea zilei. Peter S Williams este din Anglia. Din Marea Britanie este un filozof creștin, apologet, autor și compozitor. A scris câteva cărți, am discutat a trecută despre una dintre ele, despre, de fapt despre două dintre ele, A Faithful Guide to Philosophy, un ghid al credinței în uh, filozofie sau aproximativ uh, așa am putea traduce, A Christian Introduction to the Love of Wisdom, uh, o introducere creștină în uh, iubirea înțelepciunii uh, și de asemenea are o carte despre C.S. Lewis, uh, C.S. Lewis versus The New Atheist C.S. Lewis uh, versus Noi Atei Am uh, discutat lucruri data trecută Peter din venit în emisiunea La ordinea zilei So, last time we discussed a lot of things uh, about uh, special two viewer uh, books and uh, now uh, welcome uh, again to our program
1: Thank you very much, lovely to be here
0: Aș vrea să te întreb în continuare despre ai scris despre C.S. Lewis și noi atei. Uh, aș vrea să te întreb despre atei din zilele noastre și nu doar despre atei. Uh, mari oameni care influențează zilele pe care t- le trăim. De exemplu, Richard Dawkins în, uh, în Occident. Uh, uh, Stephen Hawking a fost uh, uh, was, uh, a fost unul dintre ei care a decedat. Uh, și spuneam, fiecare lider al vreunei țări are filozofi care îl influențează. Începând de la Putin până la Trump. Nu știu dacă Trump se lasă foarte mult influențat de filozofi, dar uh, are și el o filozofie. Uh, deci fiecare este influențat la rândul lui de filozofi. Uh, cum vezi uh, mișcarea filozofică în acest moment? Ce influență au filozofii asupra politicii, asupra economiei, asupra uh, vieții omului de rând? Său... So, uh, now I want to ask you about the, our uh, the philosopher from our times, Richard Dawkins, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking was not a very uh, philosopher; uh, was a physician. Uh, but every every people, every uh, leader of the country had a philosopher near them. Uh, from uh, Putin with uh, Dugin, Dugin. I don't know how it's sp- okay. And to Trump, Trump, I don't know, I'm not sure that he is very much influenced by a philosopher, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he has his <laughs> own way. Uh, how uh, do you comment the influence of these uh, uh, philosophers to the ordinary people, to the life of ordinary people?
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, our culture pays huge respect in particular to people in the sciences. Uh, such that, as you were saying, Stephen Hawking, although he was a, a, a cosmologist, uh, people pay attention to him when he's speaking outside of his professional expertise as a scientist on philosophical ideas. Uh, and uh, even in, um, in uh, his last but one book, The Grand Design, he starts off by saying uh, that philosophy is dead. Science has now bears the torch of, of discovery in our world. So he, uh, he is taking a philosophical position uh, that says, we only really uh, can explore uh, reality through science." Now that's, of course, not a position that you can prove through science. Uh, because it's a philosophical position about knowledge, and it's a self—it's a self-contradictory one. It's like sitting on the tree branch and and soaring through it, <laughs> so you're going to fall uh, to the ground uh, and come to a sticky end. Uh, likewise, Richard Dawkins, uh, again, his professional expertise is in zoology, and yet he has written best-selling books. Uh, exploring uh, philosophical ideas about religion, uh, particularly his book The, the God Delusion, uh, is a very uh, shallow engagement with philosophical ideas uh, in, in parts about the existence or non-existence of, of God and so on. but. People pay attention because, oh, he's he's at Oxford University and he's a scientist and, you know, he's a media personality and so on. But he's talking outside of his expertise. Um, Dawkins is the kind of atheist that, that... atheists who are philosophers uh, put their head in their hands uh, and are really embarrassed by him, just as you know Christians are really embarrassed by I know, certain fundamentalist uh, preachers uh, on uh, television channels in the United States or whatever, and we kind of cringe uh, at the things that uh, some of our fellow Christians say sometimes uh, atheists have the same um, trouble uh, as well. There are much more uh, serious uh, uh, Intellects on the uh, atheist side than uh, those in the, the new atheist camp, I would say. So um, one of the, the issues we have is, is this sort of over respect uh, our culture gives to scientists and scientists talking outside of their area of expertise when it comes to philosophical uh, questions.
0: diferența între un filozof creștin și un filozof necreștin? Which is the difference uh, between a Christian philosopher and uh, an un-Christian, non-Christian philosopher?
1: Well, a a Christian philosophy, just like a a Christian way of life or spirituality, is a a Christ-centered way of life, a Christ-centered way of thinking about the world, uh, a way of uh, thinking about the world that takes into uh, account the traditional Christian understanding of who Jesus is and what role he should play in our lives. Uh, Looking at Christ as the the self-revelation of uh, the God of of Judaism, uh, the fulfillment of Judaism, uh, but that uh, gives us uh, more information uh, about God, but uh, but also about how he wants to uh, relate to us. Uh, in the world here and now and what he's doing uh through uh his relationship with humanity, his creation of the world, where that's all all going as well in the in the in the end. Um, so Christianity shares a lot of ideas with a lot of other worldviews, of course, um particularly with Judaism, but also with with Islam, with anybody who believes in a, a, a creator God. That's a, a major distinction in, in terms of worldviews, you know, is the ultimate reality Uh, a a mind, an intentional, personal reality, or not? Like the materialists, the naturalists like Richard Dawkins think, you know, uh, is it in the beginning was the, uh, the, the, the laws of quantum physics, or in the beginning was the Word, uh, as the beginning of John's Gospel says, uh, which is the most fundamental. Or as our friends from Eastern philosophies would say, they would say, everything is just a, a spiritual reality, there isn't really anything physical. There is no, that's all an illusion. Uh, whereas Christians say, no, there is a, a physical reality, that's real, but it was created by God. And the naturalists say, no, there's only this physical reality. So we have these these three basic distinctions in worldview between uh, theists, naturalists and and pantheists. Um, And so there are similarities and there will be differences, of course, between any distinct worldview or religion, spirituality and and so on. And of course, for Christians, the, 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 the key distinctives comes with our view of who Jesus is. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Peter, speaking with you, I realize that uh, I like
1: philosophy. Grand, I, I think we, we all do, in a, in a sense. Everybody thinks about the big questions in life. We all lie awake at three o'clock in the morning, wondering about the meaning and purpose of our life. Or, you know, is it worth getting up in the morning? and How should we live? What, what, what moral decisions should we make? We're all engaged at, at different levels. With philosophy and once uh, you realize that uh, you realize that well either you 're going to do that well or badly and it's it 's you know much better and more interesting to try and do it as well as you can, and everybody can uh, learn a little bit more how to how to think carefully and critically about these things how to be uh, self-consciously aware that we all do have a, a spirituality, a worldview, um, that that everybody is, is thinking about the world in different ways. It helps us to understand and love our neighbour better, to understand why we have these big differences in culture and society and so on um, about p- particular political issues or moral, social issues often comes down to we have different underlying worldviews, different different answers, say, to the question, what is a human being? and And when you realize, oh, they have a different understanding of what a human being is. I see that if I shared their understanding of what a human being is, I might think, think the same thing as them about sexual ethics, say, or whatever. Um, and that's really, it's at that philosophical level that the root of our disagreements come, and therefore uh, the, the only possibility, really, of, of coming to uh, to agreement or uh, peaceful disagreement on these issues. You know, it's much better to, to peacefully disagree uh, by understanding one of those different views and arguing about them rather than fighting about them.
0: Aşvem să întrebăm în ultimele următoarele 10 minute ale emisiunii noastre despre marile idei care au influențat secolul 20, Europa în special și lumea <laughs> în general. Darwinismul, nazismul, comunismul, socialismul, marxismul, neomarxismul acum. Cum comentezi așa în câteva minute toate aceste idei? Uh, at the f- end uh, of our interview just 10 minutes we have uh, i want to ask you about the big ideas uh, mm-hmm. who influenced the 20th uh, se- century century uh, darwinism nazism communism socialism marxism mm-hmm. neo marxism uh, începând, începând cu darwinismul, datorită căruia, din câte știu eu, uh, peste un miliard de oameni au fost uciși prin avort, din 1923, când a fost legalizat avortul în Unia Sovietică, până în zilele noastre, peste un miliard de oameni. Uh, totul bazat pe o idee de a lui Darwin. Cum comentezi toate acestea? Uh, starting with darwinism, uh, as I know, uh, over one billion people was killed uh, through abortion, uh, since 1923, to our days uh, based on uh, these ideas of Darwin. How you uh, comment all of this?
1: Yeah, of course. The, the the roots of of the Darwinian movement also got tied up with the whole sort of eugenics uh, movement, which came out of uh, England and America pre the 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 uh, the World uh, Second World War in particular. Um, And so a lot of uh, initial opposition, say, to uh, teaching of Darwinism in American schools came from the fact that Christians were actually objecting to the fact that textbooks that taught Darwinism also were teaching basically this so-called scientific form of racism uh, uh, and uh, eugenics. uh, And so it was tied up, again, with these social, uh, moral, sort of ethical movements uh, off the back of the, the, the scientific theory or really the philosophy of how that scientific theory was interpreted. Uh, and so I think it's important to distinguish between uh, the genuinely uh, scientific theories of these things and the philosophies that go with them and how that then gets tied into political social um, issues uh, uh, as well. And we need to sort of tease those uh, apart from one another.
0: And she comes between Darwinism, Nazism, Communism, Socialism, Marxism, noastre, how, do you, how do you see the link between all of these? Yeah.
1: Well, I think if we take sort of one step back and put this in the context of we have uh, uh, inherited a, a pre modern Christian theistic worldview, and we went into the so called modernist or modernism uh, era, where people uh, in society sort of pushed God away or drifted away from God, uh, but wanted to retain the idea of truth and knowledge, particularly through science, whilst uh, becoming a sort of relative about issues of, of morality uh, and beauty. Uh, that all became sort of a matter of re- relative to you or your culture and so on, but we wanted to retain this idea of knowing things about reality. Uh, knowing the truth, uh, particularly through science. And then the the postmodernist movement uh, came along uh, in the 20th century. Uh, And in one sense, the postmodernists were right to say to the modernists, you're trying to hold on to this idea of truth and knowledge without God. But just as you, you've you've found that you can't really hold on to the ideas of objective moral and, and aesthetic value without God, you can't really hold on to this idea of of humans as truth truth seeking and knowing beings without God in your worldview. Now but the problem was that postmodernism said, rather than saying, So what we need to do is bring God back into our worldview so that we can retain a belief in in, in truth and knowledge And objective morals and and beauty and so on is they said, so in order to be consistent, as it were, not only have you got to get rid of God and uh, objective morals and objective beauty, you've got to get rid of objective knowledge. (laughs) and truth-knowing as well. So in a sense, postmodernism pushed humanity further into the sort of the the slough of despond, the the mire of rejecting all sort of values uh, of these transcendent categories of truth and goodness and beauty. Uh, And in a sense, they were being more consistent than the modernist. But only by embracing a, a deeper contradiction. Um, how can you say, you know, you ought to be more consistent uh, by getting rid of the idea of true? Because it's true that if you don't have God in your worldview, <laughs> then it's very hard to to retain these ideas of 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 how we know the world through science. Which you know, the idea that we can know the world through science actually it came about. In the medieval period, through Christian theological ideas, that there's there's a consistent, intelligent Creator who made the world and made us uh, in His image. So we 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 can expect the way we think about things and the way things are out there to kind of fit together, and the way things work out there to be c- consistent and rationally knowable in part to us and so on, because we both have the same rational, uh, self-consistent source in in God. Um, So you see how when you get rid of those theological ideas that actually gave backing to the scientific uh, uh, revolution, uh, how that then starts to, to fall apart and unfortunately the postmodernists said what we need to do is embrace that falling apart of things rather than turning the clock back <laughs> and, and and going back to, back to God but you know when you're in a cul-de-sac uh, the rational thing to do is retrace your steps and uh, start the journey uh, back from earlier on in your in your intellectual path.
0: <laughs> uh, in the radio omul este făcut să funcționeze pe frecvența adevărului, nu a minciunii. De ce Mântuitorul Iisus Hristos spune, eu sunt adevărul? Și vine și face o o, o afirmație foarte categorică, care în zilele noastre ar fi considerată fundamentalistă (laughs) și spune, eu sunt adevărul, nimeni altul. De ce face această afirmație Hristos? Uh, Speaking in the uh, radio uh, terms, (laughs) the the, um, uh, humanity is uh, uh, designed to work on the fragrance of truth. Why Jesus Christ said, I am the truth? uh, In in, uh, in our times, uh, 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 somebody who is saying like this uh, could be uh, uh, categorized as a fundamentalist. But
1: Jesus said, I am the truth. Why? Yeah, uh, particularly, of course, he's recorded saying, I, I am the way, the truth and the life. And I think the context here is, is talking about the role he thinks he should play in how we relate to God. And, and yes, he's making an, an astounding claim uh, that's that, that's part of that information that, that came into we talked about C.S. Lewis in an earlier uh, segment. Uh, C.S. Lewis popularized this argument about, you know, is is Jesus who he claimed to be or is he mad? Or is he bad? You know, does he really believe it? And if he if he really believes the things that he's saying about himself and is wrong, then he's just a lunatic, you know. And if he doesn't believe those things, then he's some sort of con man and blasphemer. Uh, but neither of those descriptions of Jesus, a lunatic or blaspheming con man, seem to, to fit Comfortably with all of the other data that we have about Jesus's state of mind, his sanity, uh, the depth of his moral teaching, and so on, and, and yet at the heart of his moral teaching is the role he thought he should play in our relationship with God. That I you know, I am the gate way to your relationship with God. I am the self-revelation of God in terms of I am the way to God. I am the truth of God and the revelation, the truth about how to relate to God being expressed in a human life. Uh, I am the, the, the life of God being offered to you. Come, come and, and sort of have fellowship with me. Participate with me. Participate in me in a relationship with God. Uh, and those are astounding and wonderful claims. And as Lewis said, either that is lunacy or lies, or it is the most astounding, wonderful truth. Foarte bine punctat
0: ultima întrebare. Uh, și pentru Ascultor și pentru tine, Peter. Cine este Jesus Christus pentru tine? And the last question. Also for our listeners and for you, Peter. Who is Jesus Christ
1: for you? Who is Jesus Christ for me? He is uh, my Lord. Saviour, we use these, these theological terms, it's very easy to, to reach for them. And you try and think, how do I unpack that in, in a culturally understandable way? Uh, I think this phrase about the way and the truth and the life is quite a useful into that. He is, he is God revealing himself to us in person, extending uh, an offer of relationship with him in, in forgiveness. Uh, through uh, the self-expression that is Jesus Christ, uh, opening his arms uh, on, on the cross to demonstrate to us how much uh, he loves us, the the length that he's prepared to go to to shoulder him, in himself in his in the person of God, that God will shoulder the pain that we've caused him by rejecting him, by 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 doing things that go against his moral character, and he'd say, I. I you know, to, to forgive is to shoulder that pain. And I think Christ shows us that God is willing to shoulder that pain uh, of, of, of forgiving us, of giving us uh, a relationship with himself that begins now and extends into eternity. Uh, and that that is what Christ shows us uh, and gives us a way into uh, a relationship with him as we, as we disciple ourselves to him, as, uh, make him our, our teacher and our leader Uh, the director of our life, Um, make him the the compass of where we're heading in the world, what kind of beings we're trying to become uh, in relationship with him. Um, So uh, he is the one that that gives me my entrance to the, the very meaning and purpose of life itself, I
0: think. Excelent răspuns stimati ascultători, Am ajuns la finalul interviului nostru in tinți de-a lungul la două episoade, uh, la ordinea zilei, astăzi a fost astăzi și în episodul anterior a fost filozofia. Filozofia care ne influențează viața fiecăruia în mod absolut uh, uh, esențial. Am stat de vorbă, l-am avut invitat în studio pe Peter S. Williams, uh, filozof creștin, apologet, apărător al credinței, autor și compozitor. A scris mai multe cărți, a compus de asemenea muzică și am discutat lucruri, nădăjduiesc eu, de folos pentru fiecare dintre noi. Aici se încheie emisiunea la ordinea zilei de astăzi. Sunt Ioan Ciobotă, vă mulțumesc pentru atenție, Dumnezeu să vă binecuvânteze!